Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the weekday with Mike and Andy. And Hello. I'm Andy, the digital pastor. And I'm Mike, not your digital pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Just the all around fun <laughs> worship leader, awesome party guy. That's that's um, party guy. Uh, that's Mike Mage. I don't know that title. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's not official yet. Uh, yeah. Check the website for my We're working. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Fiscal year 2021. Uh, hey, like I said, welcome to episode five. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been cool to see uh, everybody kind of sharing these around. Our last episode actually uh, got way more traction than I think we have seen before. Granted, it's only episode three at that point because, again, peeling back the curtain, we record these and then we have to publish. And so there's like a weird kind of we have to time. do math. Yeah, we, there's a weird time lag. I got so, into this job specifically to not do math. Yeah, I mean, there you have, you have what eight chords that you need to learn, and that's about it. That's as much math as I need to know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, before we get started, Mike was actually just talking about. Okay, so Mike, tell the fine people here uh, <laughs> what you're drinking in this cup. Oh, I have coffee. It's cold now. Cold coffee. So, uh, as of the time of this recording, it is 3.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mike's drinking cold coffee. Uh, I'm actually just drinking water. Oh, Um, really peeling back the curtain. uh, Well, (laughs) yes, in this fine mug that uh, my good buddy, Pastor Austin Slade, got me that uh, that says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, if you knew The Office, you'd love this mug as much as I do. But I just thought it was very interesting. You're drinking cold coffee at 3. Does that not affect you for sleep patterns? You know, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, uh... The, the jury's still out on caffeine in my system. I, honestly, I'm I'm new to the whole coffee scene. Um, re- well, relatively new to the whole coffee scene. I walk me through this journey. I, I just I was I had this long held belief that hot drinks in general were not great. Um, now I do know the I understand the irony because this this coffee is cold. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but still, I just didn't like coffee and I didn't like the aftertaste. I didn't like. You know, I wanted to be countercultural even still, you know, just really wanted to go against the grain. And that was my, mm. that was my stand. Mm. I wasn't going to be the guy drinking coffee. So I went through like basically 29, 30 years of my life without ever really drinking coffee. And then I had two kids uh, <laughs> and then separately, not at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, now three. And obviously coffee is very much a part of my life. Um, so, yeah. I realized that if I wanted to wake up just at all in the morning, mm. I needed coffee. Um, and yeah, so now it's a it's a part of me. And now I don't really like cold coffee though, so maybe that's my stand. And I'm I'm not a big I just it's something to have in my hand. Right where do now. you where do you stand on cold brew? Yeah, I don't I don't like it because I, well I haven't really had it. So because um, again maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to work up to this. Now, now I'm totally against cold drinks. I was against <laughs> hot drinks and now just any cold drink, I'm against it. And we live in Florida. And so when you go for a run and yeah. you're, it's like 95 degrees out and you get back, what's better yeah. than a hot just cup of chai steaming. latte? Yeah. <laughs> oh baby. Nothing cools go. you off. Than, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like that Gatorade commercial on SNL. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I poured hot coffee over myself once. And yeah. It wasn't, wasn't great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I remember when we were younger, uh, my mom, our mom, uh, she's both of our moms. Oh. Um, she would, you know, her 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 routine was make a pot of coffee, read the paper, uh, and then do mom stuff because that's what she did. And she'd always leave uh, a, about a quarter of a cup of coffee just up on the windowsill. And I remember being four, five, six, right around there, and climbing up to drink out of that coffee mug yeah. and thinking it was the most vile substance yeah. on the face of this earth. And now. Uh, and when I got to college, even really high school, like my senior year of high school, I started drinking coffee like mom, straight black, 
Oh, never yeah. put anything in it. And no. that's to this day, straight well, black coffee. Well, and that's maybe a good question to ask everybody too, is how do you like your coffee? Because there's really, I mean, like I started out with coffee. It's like, I'll put a little bit of milk in it and mm. a little bit of sugar. Oh, really? Well, but then like, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I can't even taste the difference. Mm-hmm. So like, I've, if it's going to be coffee, it's going to be coffee. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I know that that's probably... I don't know. I, it would be wonderful to hear from people what... Funnily enough, yeah. um, so if you've been following along with our Sunday services here at Bay Hope, we've been doing this thing called watch parties. And we're really encouraging people to, you know, we can't really gather on campus right. uh, in large groups, but we've been encouraging families and friends and things to really gather in homes to engage with our services, which has been awesome. Um, we've seen some really cool things from it, and we've heard some really cool stories. But uh, I get the chance to kind of write some engagement questions and engagement's kind of the hot button word that goes around in all the social media platforms. Uh, and so I put, I'd usually put three or four questions up front of the service just so you can kind of ask them around and I can sit in the chat room and uh, we can just kind of talk with people. Great. One of the questions that I asked a couple of weeks ago was coffee or tea. And that was it, mm. coffee or tea. And that got more, more responses sure. than any other question that we have asked yeah. up to this point. So let us know. Yeah. Uh, coffee or tea, and then what do you put in your coffee? Yeah. Or are you just drinking it like God intended, straight black? Right. Because uh, if God wanted it to be drank with coffee and cream or French, and sugar, yeah. or yeah. yeah, all those things. French vanilla coffee, yeah, he would have He would have made it that way. Because yeah. we are believers, and that's what we believe. Well, it's funny. My wife, so she, she has her drink at Starbucks, which is a venti iced white mocha. <laughs> oh, let, me, let me write this yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Venti iced white mocha, no whip. And like, I mean, she pounds those things. Um, and I mean, I just want a day kind of thing, but like, I don't know how she drinks it. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, so the number one, it's cold coffee. Um, and then it's got all this other stuff in it. And I just. So like a milkshake at that point. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, that's, she loves it. That's her thing. I was like, you know, you could just drink like a cup of coffee yeah. and like, it would be way cheaper. And <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, speaking of coffee, um, this is this is called a, a segue in, is it? in the business. Oh, I can't wait to hear where this goes. We here at Bay Hope are going to be rolling out something. Actually, by the time that you're going to be able to hear this, this is already going to have been rolled out. You see what I'm doing here? I, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> and it's, I do think that's how we should do all segues. Well, speaking of whatever we're talking about, and then, I'm going to talk and then, about the yeah, other and then thing. Take yeah, the, and uh-huh. then take the left yeah. turn. Cool. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> podcasting lessons yeah. 101 right here. Uh no, we, we, so we hear um, Mike and myself and a lot of the creative team and tech team and all that have been involved in a project called Common Ground. You see ground coffee? Okay. Come on, roll with it. No, here. no, that's fine. Cool. Uh, but let's get serious. Uh, Common Ground. And what Common Ground is, um, what, it was kind of thought up by uh, our videographer, this guy, Andre Aquino, who's a brilliant guy, um, if kind of crazy at, at points, but he had uh, really been feeling a lot of the racial tension that mm-hmm. had been boiling over in the midst of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and even back before that. Um, and so he had been kind of uh, really wrestling with that and wrestling with our response as a church. And so he kind of spearheaded a lot of the planning and all of the creative creativity. And um, the basic premise of all of this was that he wanted to ask some questions to some local worship leaders of all races or as many, you know, black, white, um, Asian, whatever he could bring in yeah. and uh, really ask them a set of questions that were really getting down to the root of what was actually going on and how people were feeling. Not for anything else other than for education and for prayer and really for how we as a church, not just Bay Hope, but 
capital C church can help. And so Mike kind of moderated it and Mike led the whole thing. Mike really was uh, integral in the entire process of all of this with a bunch of worship leaders. And so Mike, I just kind of wanted to throw it to you um, as everyone is going to be listening to this and watching this, they're going to be able to watch episode one of five. And we are going to have a lot of follow-up with this. This thing has lots of legs. We have actually a podcast coming uh, with our sister, Melissa, who's going to be kind of doing some really interesting follow-up with it. But Episode one is going to be rolling out, and it's with this awesome guy, Jay King, yeah. um, from uh, the chapel, yeah. local to here. Uh, so, Mike, how, you know, the kind of from the inception to where we are now, how has Common Ground been living with you? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, the idea was was is really cool, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really great to get people in a room that... I am not normally around uh, and I'm not just talking about race, but like I don't have the opportunity to um, have these conversations a lot with other worship leaders uh, in different churches. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you said it, but we did, we, we led worship afterwards or like all yeah, I forgot that the, part. the five of us, you know, we got together and did like five individual songs that each one of us led and we all played together. Um, and so just the, the idea of that, you know, is, is fun. Now you're, you're telling me I get to spend a bunch of time talking to other people, um, who have a lot of the same desires and passions that I do. And then I get to play music with other professional musicians. Like, yeah, it sounds dope. That sounds amazing. Um, but, you know, the the seriousness of the topic and the, the heaviness of the topic, I mean, I it's not actually on any of the um, the videos. And, and I should have brought it up when, you know, when we're talking about all this stuff is that that's probably, honestly, the first real conversation I've had with a group of people about racism. Hmm. And that is shocking to me. Yeah. You know, like I remember we got done and like, you know, there was a different weight that I feel like I had to hold just because I was sort of hosting it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like trying to make sure everyone gets a, a chance to talk, trying to make sure, you know, I, if I say something, it has to be something of worth and not stepping on, you know, someone else's uh, whatever they're saying and, you know, really giving people the space and the time uh, to voice their thoughts and their heart. Um, but like, and so maybe that's why in the moment it didn't really come up, but like literally as soon as we shouted cut, <laughs> I had, I had the thought in my head like, I don't think I've ever talked about this for either this long or like with this many people or. Did you say that to anybody that was in that I circle? I did. Yeah. I said that to all of them. I said to Jay, to Ethan, John, uh, and then Melissa, who is sitting next to me, you know, it's like, wow, I, I think that's the first time I've ever really done that. Mm. Um, and so like, that's, that is weird to me, you know, like the the racial tension the racial um disruption i don't what do you, what what do you even call it you know like really i mean like it is there's there's some sort of systemic and um cultural thing happening right now um that really as the church we need to be the forefront um in like uniting people. And just like Pastor Matthew says, you know, like this idea of Revelation 7, 9, you know, where uh, it's it's all nation, all races, all tongue, um, everybody, like no matter color, whatever uh, way of life, we at, at the end, um, you know, when all of this is over, like every knee will bow in mm-hmm. front of Jesus. Um, and I, I, as we were talking about it too, one of the things that going into this, I was thinking about, uh, and, you know, really just for me, was I feel like a lot of us are a lot more comfortable with like the far off picture of that, you know, just being like, yeah, I'm totally fine with that, you know, way off in the distance when, 
you know, heaven comes when Jesus comes back, whatever, you know, that means. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable with that. But, you know, what we're doing right now, who I am. Let me stay in my comfortable little music Yeah, bubble. like, you know, like if something happens, I guess, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll sort of. I'll, I'll um, donate some money to yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and like, and yes, I, I'm not trying to belittle, you know, someone trying to make some sort of inroads or whatever. But I'm more talking about me. Like I had to come when the George Floyd thing happened. Um, I had to come to like a stark realization for myself that I have not done a whole lot Hmm. um, to improve the idea that we are all equal, that we are all created in the image of God, that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, um, that we are all literally images of God walking around, no matter the color of our skin or whatever. Um, And, you know, like I have been, I had been silent for way too long. I haven't engaged people about this at all. Uh, and so there was a, there was a level of conviction that I felt and was like, man, this system that I live in has treated me very well. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm brought up in a white family, middle class, uh, you know, middle to upper middle class, um, in like a white neighborhood, going to a white school in a white church, all that kind of thing. And not that any of that stuff is bad, or I'm like condemning people for, I'm not like condemning our parents for raising us in that. Um, because they tried to, they wanted what's best for us. They wanted to keep us safe. They wanted to give us every opportunity. Um, but like with the system that has been created and the cultural stain we have for the past, however many hundreds of years, you know, um, whether you think it's there or not, whether you think we're past it or not, like there is still, it's still very much there. Mm. Um, and like, I just, I'm having to come to grips with these things that like, I hadn't even thought about until this point, you know, which is really, I'm in my thirties, you know, and, um, it's hard to come to grips with that a little bit. (laughs) Well, it was, it was cool. So I, uh, my role in all of it, I was the quote unquote producer. That's just kind of where I sat in all of it. And so I got the chance to be kind of, you know, Mike had all of these heavy things that were on him at that point of, I got to make sure that these people are organized that I'm asking the right question. You know, all the things that he said, he didn't want to step on people. He wanted to make sure that everybody's voice was being heard in a true spirit of equality, which is totally awesome. I had the chance to be stepping back and kind of just watching all of it unhappen or happen and unfold in front of me. And there were some very cool moments that you're going to get to see. Uh, we're, we're giving you guys kind of a shorter cut and then we're going to give you the full extended sort of yeah. open conversations that actually happened. And there were five different questions that were asked. And in this first one that, that, that you hopefully have already seen. And if you haven't, you, you'll be able to find the link for it in the description of this podcast. Jay, who fast became one of my favorite people in the entire world. So Jay, <laughs> you're awesome, dude. I can't wait to have coffee with you. Um, he, he starts talking about the fact that he is a black worship leader in a predominantly white church. And as that's happening, as he's answering this question, and as I'm sitting there listening, I'm, I'm putting myself, I was a worship pastor for a long time and, and I'm putting myself in those shoes and going, man, what if me as like Mike, the upper, you know, the middle-class white guy who didn't really have any, any, anything outside of his own bubble, what if I was leading worship in a predominantly black church? How would that make me feel? Yeah. And it was this whooshing of a realization coming in here like, whoa, we're in for something here. Yeah. Um, and then getting to watch, you know, a bunch of professional worship leaders like sing and play. And, you know, we brought in a couple of friends of ours that play drums and bass and really kind of filled out the sound. I mean, you want to talk about good music, like Bayhope and Mike's team, they're they're known for good music, but man, this was just yeah. over the top. Super cool. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what else? Like, what else kind of uh, fell from that? 
Um, it was just the the type of people that we had involved with it ended up being a really, really cool thing. And, you know, I think that uh, Andre obviously knows a guy named John Wilds, mm-hmm. who is a black worship leader um, at Calvary Church and I think Daytona. Daytona uh, yeah. yeah. But really, John is kind of like this. <laughs> he's almost he's not a celebrity, you know, but like he's he's, he's a well guy. Known. Well, yeah, he's super well known, especially across the state. I mean, like he travels all over the place leading worship at different events and different churches. And so a ton of people know who he is. And I mean, he's just, he's such a sweet guy, like just really yeah. um, soft spoken, um, very reflective. Um, and so it was cool to hear his perspective as a black man, um, you know, sort of trying to deal with this stuff in, in a church context. Uh, and then Ethan Parker, who I've known for a long time, who's the worship leader at Harborside Church in Safety Harbor. Um, he grew up in our conversation before we even start all this stuff. He grew up um, just like in a diverse culture already, you know, like he had a, he had a ton of black friends. He had uh, black people in his ministry. And now like he as... Uh, not just a worship leader, but as an artist as well. Um, his band is very diverse and, you know, like he's got, and so like when all this racial stuff came up, it was almost like a, it was almost like the reverse white person problem where he's just like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. Like why in the world do you feel that way? Isn't, doesn't everyone experience like sort of the diversity that I'm experiencing? Like, Oh, you don't. Um, so it's almost, it was, it was a, so in that, like, it was really cool to have him there uh, to be able to, like, really communicate that, you know, from a very different perspective as a white person. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you're talking about Jay, you know, who's a black worship leader at a predominantly white church, you know, right around the corner from here. So um, really, and then Melissa, you know, to have a female's perspective from this as well, mm. just very, uh, four very different views about this topic. Um, but really, the coolest thing about it was everybody's... Um, even though we all had different things to say, it was all very centered around the restoration yeah. of Jesus um, and how much we need uh, each other and the gospel, uh, how much we need God and the Holy Spirit to like really be leading us in these moments. Um, and really, I mean, like I, I loved the conversations. Yeah. I mean, I wanted them to keep happening, <laughs> you know, so let's keep going. Um, they're tough to get into, you know, and not because you're trying to, say the right thing. But again, like, it's not something like, and this is something I said too, is like, I have been apathetic for too long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I've, and I've tried to mask my apathy in certain ways of like, oh, you know, like I need to be restrained or, you know, I need to not say anything. I don't want to offend anybody. But like, at the end of the day, like, I think I'm just kind of being apathetic. Mm. And that was, that's a gift that is not given to especially people of color. You know, like they don't have um, the ability to be apathetic. And so like, really, you know, that's, it's, it's breaking myself out of that mold of just being apathetic. Like I don't, I can't, I don't want to be apathetic anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was great. The, and we're going to wrap up here very yeah. shortly, but um, on that kind of apathy note, it's, I, I think it kind of, now that you said that, and now that you said the first thing that you said, where you've never really had a conversation about race, yeah. I don't know that anybody in that room really had had an open conversation sure. about it in a in in a diverse setting like that. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because there was an initial period, right when we first started, every, and everybody's friendly, everybody loves Jesus, right, everybody's right. kind of on, the, you know, we're like, hey, we we know why we're here. But it was almost like Mike had to peel the band-aid, like rip the band-aid off and, <laughs> yeah. and say the words, 
racial tension yeah. and black and white. Yeah. And once that happened, the floodgates were open. But before that, it was kind of this cagey, like, hey, like, should, let's walk around it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, should I say this on video? Should I right. not say this yeah. on video yeah. and all of that? So, man, we can't wait for this to hopefully bless you to really kind of instruct your own heart and your own faith. Yeah. Um, and not only that, like, the, again, the music is just something that you're going to want to just listen to over and over and over and over because it's just so powerful to hear just a couple of instruments and some really strong voices singing of restoration of the Lord, yeah. of uh, the power and the weight and the glory of who God is in the midst of all of well, this. Well, it was really like even all five, I just got goosebumps, even all five of the songs were sort of individually picked by people mm. and they all have the same theme. Yeah. And like none of us really even talked about that. Like it was all very much of like a God, we, we need you to be the person um, we want to be involved with what you are doing as the restoring God, as, you know, I mean, the first song is Graves into Gardens. Yeah. It's turning our graves, our the dead things, into these beautiful, flourishing things of yep. life. Seasoned highways. Yep. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. it's awesome. Dead bones rise yeah. and all that. So, hey, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of The Weekday, episode five. Episode six, we're actually going to be jumping into something uh, a little bit more, I don't want to say fun, yeah. um, but... Mike and I were kind of kicking this around yesterday and we just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a, a little brain shot here. Um, I'm 36. I'm going to be 37 in a couple of weeks, which is, I feel super old, but I'm probably not that old. Mike, you're 32, three, 33. Thanks yeah, man. Sorry, dude. I'm trying to, trying to make you a little younger there. I, I think you I th- wear it w- very well. I think I am 30. Yeah, I'm 33. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you wear it very well. 86. You wear it very well. Um, but we even have a tough time with adulting. Uh, and so, and we we have kids that are growing up. I actually have a 16 year old uh, who just started driving, and I've got some stories there that I want to share with everybody. Yeah. Um. But we really want to talk about adulting and how adulting is kind of hard. Well, well, just I was thinking the idea is just is what to like just like a couple things we wish we sort of knew. Yeah. And, or maybe something yeah. The premise and the premise is like, hey, I'm 30. What is my 36, almost 37 year old? Yeah. What is his, what is his 33 year old? What do you wish you could have told your yeah. like 18 year old self yeah. going into college? So uh, that's going to be next week. Hey, uh, we really want you to enjoy and really be blessed by Common Ground. Share it with all your friends. Share this obviously with your friends uh, and make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Music or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you're finding your audio podcast, but also on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Again, we always say this, but it really does help what we're doing here at Bay Hope Church. Make sure to share this on also all your socials. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to being with you. Love you. Talk to you soon. See ya. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.